This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of christylittlejones.com, episode number 128. In today's episode, we are talking about sex with my very special guest, Dr. Gail Crowder. She creates safe places dedicated to the spiritual and sexual enhancement of marriages for the modern day wife. We are going to learn from her experience and her philosophy from her amazing books with some pretty racy titles, Bringing Sexy Back to the Marriage, Keep Your Legs Open, A Wives Guide to Sexual Satisfaction, and Praying for the Penis, A Wives Guide to Understanding a Male's Sexual Health. So ladies, get ready. Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. The Wife Wisdom Podcast is a real conversation designed to help you cultivate the heart of a wife. If you are single and desire to be married, if you are newly married and want to thrive as a wife, or if you are a seasoned wife and just need a little encouragement staying a wife, you are in the right place. If you are new to our podcast, woohoo! Welcome to the family. I am thrilled that you are here. And if you are already a part of my tribe and you don't already know, I love and appreciate you. Dr. Gail Crowder is a wife of over 30 years. She's a mother of two boys, adopted mother of two girls, an author, certified master sex expert, and marriage and life coach, in addition to being the founder and president of Bringing Sexy Back to the Marriage. I'm super excited to have Dr. Gail here because her energy and expertise and her tell it like it is approach is perfect for the Wife Wisdom Podcast. So please help me welcome to today's show, Dr. Gail Crowder. Okay, well, thank you so much for having me. Um, Well, what I was struggling, and you know, everything is birthed out of what you, you know, what there's a need for you, right? And uh, Gil and I have been married 33 years in July of this year. We'll be, and we got married at 21 and 22. I had no business being married. Wow. Yeah. And so I've been married most of my life. Yeah. Um, and so uh, what made me start doing what I was doing was because I, would, you know, grew up in the church and my husband did too. And he actually rededicated his life to Christ um, before I, I rededicated mine. And we began to literally struggle. Um, I began to struggle in the bedroom. I began to struggle uh, because I was having self-esteem problems. I was going up and down the scale with weight, you know, just a lot of different things. And when I would go to try to talk to my friends who were immature, just like me, um, they couldn't give me any wisdom, right? Um, and then when I went to talk to more mature women, I really didn't even know how to start the conversation, right? And then, you know, I I came from a line of women, which I call bosses, amazing women, but they did not have healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. So most, my grandmother had been divorced twice. My mama had been doing divorce twice. So they weren't good, good examples. And so it was just this thing. And when I would go to the church, it's like, how do you just start talking to the 
church people about like, this is how I'm struggling, right? And so therefore that began a journey, that began a journey of research and education. And I began to realize that I was not the only one. Mm. I wasn't the only one that didn't know what to do in the bedroom and you know how I should feel about it and all these different kinds of things. So that began the journey. And when it comes to the books, uh, you know, Keep Your Legs Open, A Wives Guide to Sexual Satisfaction, that came because I didn't know what I wanted sexually, what pleased me sexually. So therefore it was hard for Gil to please me when I didn't even know what pleases me, right? Mm -hmm. And so I wrote that from the perspective of if you don't, if you're not the navigation system, you can't help them get you to the destination. Come on. And so that's, that, that book really is a guide that really talks about libido and, you know, all the things that we as women are thinking, but don't have a safe place to go talk about it. Awesome. So that's, that's the first one. And then um, praying for the penis came a couple of years later. <laughs> And that is a guide because, um, you know, doing my, my coaching practice, I deal with uh, wives from all over the world and couples all over the world. And when we as women are going through menopause or, you know, we didn't have hysterectomies or we having hot flashes or we are, you know, we're hormonal and crazy. We talk about it. We mm -hmm. go to the salons. We talk about it. We pick up the phone. We Google search. We do all of these things. But men, when they're struggling in that area, right? And can't keep an erection and all those kind of things, they begin to pull back mm -hmm. because they're not going to go to the barbershop and say, I'm struggling with this. They're, they're cause you know, growing up, they're taught to conquer, to be a man, you know, you can handle it or whatever. But what happens if they're starting to lose hormones, just like we do, men have a male menopause, right? Yep. They just don't talk about it. And we don't know about it as wives, right? So when they begin to pull away, if they're struggling, keeping an erection, doing, you know, um, you know, sex, yep. what happens is we begin to think, oh, they don't want us. The world has taught us that they're getting it from someone somewhere else. Mm. And it's wow. just that they're struggling in that area. Yeah. So that's where that book came from. And I wrote that book along with a urologist and I wrote it from the perspective of a wife and how to understand what is going on with your husband's sexual health mm. and how to help him and how to pray him through that and how to help him go to the doctor. Because a lot of times getting men to go to the doctor is like, right. right? So I wrote that book from that perspective. Mm. And then I sat down with a holistic doctor um, and I wrote um, Help Him Rise Naturally, which is a ebook, not a physical book, but it's an ebook that women can go and literally, or a man can go and learn, you know, pelvic floor exercises to help him in that area. It has a cocktail as a wife that you can fix for him to help him, you know, some supplements he can buy over the counter if you're struggling to get him to yes. go to the doctor, first of all. And so those are some of the titles of the book. I have many, but um, those are the ones that um, most people know me for. Yes. <laughs> and so that, that, that was the journey to getting there. You know, I am so grateful that you even stepped into this space because like you said, it's a, it's a topic that people don't talk about. And I think 
men and women, even in the church, even less so probably yes. talk about that. But God created sex for marriage. And he, he said it was also good. Absolutely. So <laughs> and we why don't we talk about it? it? Yes. But, but no, you know, it's not too many churches you're going to walk into and, the, the, you know, the topic of the day is going to be <laughs> Solomon, right? They're not going to go there. But that book is hot, right? right. That is, you know, uh, what, 50 After, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the different ones that are out there. That is the best one, right? And uh, because he, he put it in there for a purpose, right? And it, it, it was created for a husband and wife to enjoy it, right? But we, we, we're human. And we struggle in those areas. And I have been called to this work. I literally have been called to this work. I have done many other work. You know, I was a, a, a great celebrity stylist and I did, you know, I was in retail. I did, I had an amazing career in that. But when God told me, you know, and I was struggling because, you know, I was literally struggling and Gil, I was like, you're not pleasing me. And he's mm -hmm. like, well, what Want. I'm like, I don't know what I want. And then it was this back and forth thing. And it was never him. It was me. Mm -hmm. um, when I was called to this work and, and, and I, I, you know, I didn't really know where to start, but I started on my knees and saying, God, I know that I'm not the only one. Yeah. And when I started opening up my mouth and I started bringing sexy back to the marriage, my, my conference that I do and women from all over the world started coming. I was like, God, I know that I'm not the only one. And you have shown me that I'm not the only one who's struggling. Oh, I love that. And I just think that, you know, we have such, God has placed us as wives in such a perfect position to even, so there are a couple of things that I'm thinking that one, where we can help our husbands get to know us better, right? Yeah. But then it's also an area that we can build confidence in but we have to, you know, and so I love how you have like even the different seasons of life for each of the books that you offer where first we need to know what we want, right? <laughs> Hello, that's the first thing. But then when we move and get older into really understanding how can we pray for our, our husbands in this area when they start, because when we lose hormones, we, it, it expands, right? It's different, right? And then when, it's different. It's and different. if we mature, we want different things as well, especially when you have been with your, your spouse for a number of years, you know what yeah. I mean? We're ever evolving just in our careers and the way we think and the people who are coming into our lives. So that has to evolve as well. Yes. Wow. That's so good. I never really thought about that because I think two men think that they'll be able, they'll be good till their 70s, 80s. And when it happens like 40s, 50s, they're like, well, wait a minute. And actually I have coached people that are in their 30s. Wow. And a lot of times when it comes to erectile dysfunction and those type of things, 52% of men will experience it from some form or fashion, wow. starting at the age of 15. And this is clinical. I'm not, yeah. I, I, you can find it, it's research. And they'll have it as some form or fashion. And as they mature, just like us, it just becomes, you know, a lot because they lose estrogen, they lose testosterone, just like we do. It's just sometimes it's not as such a great, 
you know, span like we are, you know, when you hit 40, you know, it's coming, right? right. With them, it, it's, it's a gradual thing. And they experience it as some form of fashion between the ages of 15 until they go on to glory. Interesting. Every now, man will experience it. Is there something that triggers it or is it age? What is, I mean, it, it can't you be You know, age. it used to be just about age, but as I've done the research, and again, like I said, I wrote this with a urologist, a lot of times if they're, when they're younger in their experience, it could be trauma to uh, that area. Uh, it could, you know, from football, playing, you know, rough playing or whatever trauma can cause it. It's not always permanent. And what, what, what people need to realize is erectile dysfunction is very treatable mm -hmm. and it's very overcomable, but you have to know what caused it, right? So if it was trauma, of course, there's sometimes there's lack of blood flow there to that area. Um, sometimes it's diet, sometimes it's stress. It could be so many different things, right? Mm -hmm. The only time it's really not treatable is if you have some kind of cancer in that area mm -hmm. that is not detected really quickly. But there's other devices and stuff that you can introduce into your bedroom in order to facilitate that. And I go over that, those devices and stuff in the book as well, praying for the penis. Like I said, it is not unto death. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is that if you have a marriage that is based on intimacy, mm -hmm. not sex, intimacy, in and out of the bedroom, you can get past anything. You literally can. Wow. Can you um, talk a little bit more about that? So where, you know, if you have a marriage based on intimacy, because I think, you know, even defining that, like what is intimacy? The world thinks intimacy is one thing, but when you talk about intimacy, explain a little bit more what you- Intimacy mean. has absolutely, people get it all, you know, tied together. Intimacy has nothing to do with sex mm -hmm. intercourse it has nothing to do with that intimacy has everything about amazing communication it has to do with touch it has to do with allowing somebody in your personal space and giving yourself fully to that other person not protecting your heart not holding mm -hmm. anything back right and when you see people that have true intimacy you can tell you can see it across the room <laughs> You don't even have to know that they're together. They, it's that look, it's that touch, it's that nurturing. It's all of those things that is produced outside of the bedroom, right? Yeah. Because you can have sex without intimacy. People do right. it every single day, right? Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. But intimacy is where the staying power is. So good. So good. So that's when, when your spouse is ill and you can look at them and still love them beyond their illness, yes. right? That's, that's when you can hug them when they got bad news and you're not trying to get in the bed with them, but you just really want them to know that I'm here for you. So good. That's what we want to develop in our marriages and in our relationships. Yeah. Because if you change physically or, you know, whatever, you know, th that has happened. But if you have that intimacy, they see past all of that. Yes. Now, when you just have sex, that's when the problems come. So good. Because when you can no longer form that, then you have no other staying power. Mm -mm. Yeah. You preaching. Come on, Gail. So, <laughs> um, and so was this 
you know, you've been married since, you know, you've gone through so many different stages with your husband, 20s, 30s, 40s, like, wow, right? So what have you found to be the most challenging thing in your marriage? Was this, this intimacy sex piece or- Actually, no. What's been the most challenging? The most um, challenging thing that Gil and I have faced was managing expectations. Ah, yeah. Because see, when I came into my marriage, for one, I was not equipped to be married. I wasn't equipped to be anybody's wife, right? Because I was very self-centered and all about me, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and because I grew up with that I can do absolutely anything. Remember, I came from a long line of bosses. So when Gilbert met me, you know, I was 21 years old, running my own store, had my own house, my own car, my own wow. you know, independent woman thing, right? And so my expectations, but I had... I had low self-esteem and daddy issues. Yeah. Right. And so when I came into my marriage, I expected him to do and be and do certain things that he just was not equipped to do. And it wasn't his job to do. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that caused a lot of chaos. Mm -hmm. And then my mouth was out of control on top of all (laughs) of that. And so those were some of the biggest challenges that uh, we face managing expectations because I expected Gil to be this wonder man, but I wasn't wonder woman, right? Because we, we want people to deliver, be, and do all of these things we can't even do for ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And so with, with that, that was the hardest thing, right? So when I learned to love myself and to be whole 100%, because yeah. people think 50 and 50 make a hunt. No, no. I was became whole for Gail. So good. Not looking for Gil to be my father, my financier, my self-esteem builder, all of the, you know, all this stuff. Be able to look in the mirror and say, Gail, you're beautiful, you're wonderful, you're gorgeous, you know, all of those things, right? When I was able to do that for myself, then the expectations changed. Yes, yes. So, so good. That's so powerful. And I think that, you know, even being in that space of helping couples, um, you know, I realized that it does start with the individual. Absolutely. So important for us to be whole where there is like a hundred and a hundred, right? Where we come together, but most marriages we are growing and learning and kind of developing into that wholeness Mm -hmm. (laughs) together. And it's, it's been, it's challenging for sure. And so what is your, as a wife, what's been your greatest lesson that you've learned in the 30 plus years you've been married? The greatest lesson that I have learned is uh, my marriage, my children, and my home is my first ministry. Mm-hmm. Because I spilt, spent, you know, I've been doing this for 15 years. So I spent a lot of time traveling and speaking and teaching and all of those kind of things. And God showed me all the stuff that you're teaching and speaking or whatever, are you implementing them in your own home? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. when they quit sharing your name and booking you or whatever, <laughs> when you get back home, you want the people yeah. that matter the most to still love you and to cherish you and, 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 and going to honor you. And so I had to learn to put my, this house, yeah. the crowd at home before any and everything. Uh, yeah. That was so, the biggest okay. lesson I learned. 
Yeah. And did you have to go through ups and downs in order to learn that or like? Absolutely. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when people calling you, can you teach to speak? And then your husband had planned something. I'm like, I'm going over here. This, you know, people calling me. I can't yeah. miss my opportunity. Right. Not knowing that the person that I'm laying down with, I the only walking, talking, living, breathing person I cut a covenant with, I was hurting them. Mm-hmm. He just never said anything. Wow. Because I, I put what other people were saying about me over the covenant that I had cut with him. Because mm-hmm. I would just cancel with him. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to cancel with him. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, with my car accident and all this, those people weren't taking care of me. Yeah. The people that lived in this house was taking care of me. So powerful. Yeah. So powerful. Yeah. So what, what legacy do you hope to leave in the earth? Oh, wow. It's it, it, going back. It's not about how many teaches, teachings, speakings, or anything like that. It's one marriage that I have uh, saved and one woman's life that I have impacted. That would be my legacy. Mm, yeah. Absolutely, I agree. Just what a, it, it is such a huge blessing to know that you've saved a marriage. It is absolutely because huge. that is a covenant. And when you look at the sixty-six books of the Bible. He starts with, with a, a marriage and he ends with a marriage. Yes. So all the way in between, if, if I can impact one marriage and one woman's life yes. to say, I can do this. Yes. I, I, that, that is the best legacy I can leave. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for the, for the new wife, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I wanted to do two parts the, for the new wife. Mm-hmm. What would you, what suggestion or important principle or nugget would you leave with the new wife and then we'll go to the seasoned wife Hmm. for the new wife Mm -hmm. I would tell you the grass is always greener where you water it and tend to it Mm -hmm. and that goes back to the lesson I had to learn about taking care of the household first Mm -hmm. so if you're you know if you're in a situation and you think that, oh, I got to do this before I I put my marriage, absolutely do the reverse. Mm. Absolutely do the reverse. And for the seasoned woman is that, of course, we're going to have ebbs and flows, but make sure that you don't look at marriage as a trouble, look at it as a journey. Mm. It's a journey. It's an ever-changing, ever-growing, ever-forgiving journey. And if you can learn to forgive, not forget because we're human, but learn to forgive and learn your value that you bring to the table. Even if you think, oh, I'm not a career woman. I stayed home and raised my kids. You have value. And men are attracted to that. They're attracted when you know who you are, you're confident and you know your value. So good. So how can we get this juicy stuff we want to go deeper and dive deeper and how can my listeners connect with you how can they get access to these amazing books the titles I absolutely (laughs) love so fun Um, so how can we learn more especially for couples who are struggling in this area if you go to my website gailcrowder.com you can absolutely get to me from every avenue. I mean, every single um, Tuesday, I'm on Facebook doing wife chat. 
every single Thursday, I am doing Wife Life with Dr. Gail on my YouTube channel. But if you go to gailcrowder.com, you can get to me on any of my, my things. And all my books are actually on there as well. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. This is so encouraging to know that whatever situation you're in, you can make it through it. You can overcome it. And reminding us all to keep marriage as our first ministry, our first priority over anything and everyone else. So thank you so much. I appreciate your time here. And any final words that you have for our listeners? My thing is just spread love and don't look at, uh, you know, your marriage as a plan B or C. It's always got to be plan A. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for being You're here. You're welcome. Thank You're you wonderful. so much for having me. Absolutely. Thanks, Gail. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I hope that it was encouraging, inspiring, supportive, or just maybe it made you feel like you were not alone. And so thank you for joining me. If we are not connected yet, I would love to connect with you over on social media, on Instagram at wife.wisdom. And we can connect there. Please DM me how the Wife Wisdom Podcast has encouraged you, how it has supported you, how it has been brought up aha moments for you. I read and value and cherish all of the testimonies that I receive from you. So please, please, please keep them coming. And if you have not already rated our podcast on iTunes, please do so. You would just go to iTunes. You could go down to the very first episode where it will say, write a review. And so by writing a review, it helps other women who are looking for the Wife Wisdom Podcast to find it. And so please rate and review our podcast and it helps other people to find uh, our, our different episodes. So again, thank you so much for not only joining, but continuing to share this with your family, your friends, your sister circle. I so appreciate you and value your consistent listenership. So have an amazing week and I look forward to connecting with you next week. The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. (laughs) So until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.